We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sip and Shafe had to bounce, so we have uh, Raf and AD for the spillover with myself. Gentlemen, Good happy morning. Thursday to you guys. It is Thursday. <clears throat> oh, AD. <clears throat> Frog in that throat. <clears throat> Thursday. Clear it out, AD. There we go. Clear it out. Clear it out. There we go. Thursday. It's Thursday. So Thursday. <laughs> Good to have you, fellas. Uh, I was telling the guys uh, last segment we got a basketball game tonight, Nebraska UNO. If I if I told you uh, Nebraska was a seventeen and a half point favorite tonight, how would you respond to that? I asked Schaefer and Sip; they they both guessed ten to ten and a half. When I said seventeen and a half, they were surprised, as was I when I saw yeah. that spread. I was thinking about five. <laughs> you know, I, me personally. Yeah, I would think probably anywhere from seven to ten is about what I would put. Yeah, that. yeah. But 17 and a half? I mean, this team? No way. They beat Maine by 13. Maine! Maine's worse than UNO. And you know. Maine was within, uh, was within one point at one time. Yes, 54 53 in the second point half. At one time. So, and you don't, Derek Walker's still not there. Right. Um, I don't know, dude, because UNO banged it out with KU. They did. In the field house there down in Lawrence. They were down they, by seven points in the second half at one point. And KU eventually pulled away by what, 20? One by 20 or something like that. But that as they should. Right, as they should. But they banged with them. And you know played somebody else tight, though, too, though. Not, to, not yet this season. Not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So that one game, I know against KU, right. they, yeah. they banged with that with that yeah. one. But I was surprised to see it by six. By They're 15. not coming to PVA intimidated at all by no. PVA. I mean, they just no. were in Fog Allen on Monday. No. No. With probably a packed house for the first game of the season for KU. They will be shocked. First game after their championship season yeah right yeah it'll be wild but vegas is a weird weird place so it is sometimes when they throw out those well that's just way too easy and then the way too easy yeah um when does self have his uh suspension first four games right so he he didn't coach the first game he's got three more games then he can come back he He has to do them straight yeah so he won't be here tonight either well, well, I'm sorry, not, not tonight. Not tonight. Not, not him tonight. Yeah. So he's got four straight. He's got three more games okay. before he can coach okay. for Kansas. I believe they have one game against Duke. I believe they play Duke. Is, well, he'll miss that one as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, guess what? I can confirm to you, KU will make the dance no matter what happens in yeah. the first four games. There's <laughs> no, it wouldn't matter if they have any coaches on the, right, on right. the dog on sideline. They can have me, a rap, or AD coach. They'd be just fine, I'm pretty sure. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that movie of 42, the Jackie Robbins movie. He just goes, that, that – um, uh, new manager comes in and goes, guys, uh, I'm not going to hurt you. Just go out and play. <laughs> Just go out and play. I, I was asking uh, the guys, I was asking Schaefer uh, in the last hour. Just, I mean, again, Nebraska is a 31-point underdog in football on Saturday against Michigan. And it, it, just, it, it just kind of puts you in a spot where you sit back and say, I, I can't imagine Nebraska ever being that big of an underdog. And we, talk, we talked about this yesterday a little bit on the show too, but it's the it, as the game gets closer and closer, you just you kind of go in with this the mindset of can, can we even compete in this ball game? Mm-hmm. Like, how, do you have that fear at all for this Saturday at all or not? I mean, Nebraska was an underdog by 16 points in Minnesota and led by 10 at halftime, so that didn't affect them there. But it was also your home field against a team with not a very explosive offense in Minnesota. I mean, I, I just I just struggle to think how these guys are approaching this week right now. 
I would say is opportunity, if anything. I yeah. just keep on thinking that. I'm like, this is an opportunity to see, to really see. I mean, we see flashes of stuff. We see flashes of good. We see flashes of bad. This week, I, I think, will be the very telltale sign of just where completely Nebraska football is at, either good or bad. But I think, but if anything, just the opportunity that you have to, to play against I mean, it could be a springboard victory or a springboard game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the way they're looking at it. I mean, all these, like, sometimes we get on this boat that, oh, Nebraska just doesn't have enough talent, you know, to compete with the rest of these teams. But you look back when they were recruited, they were they were right up there, you know, three, four-star <coughs> players and all this stuff. They, they, they have the people down there. It's just a matter of putting it together. And as a team, it's always, we always look back on Mondays and it's always like, well, if they want to turn the ball over here, if they want to have a false start here, if they want to have a hold here, you know, it's never like mm. we're never looking back. I, I feel like we haven't maybe Oklahoma, but we've looked back and we've said, well, we just we just didn't have enough talent to compete with the other team. It seems like it's always Nebraska shooting themselves in the foot. You know, when you're an underdog like this, the, the thing you have to do, you better find an identity really fast because that's been the, the, the uh, Achilles heel for Nebraska as far as football – uh, the team the whole year, not an identity on offense. No. Defensively, they have played well, obviously, against Indiana Rutgers. They played well enough against Purdue. They sure as hell played well enough uh, last week against Minnesota. But when that defense is out there that long and your offense is going six, well, five straight, three and outs, you've got to find an identity. So in a, a game like this, you keep things the same, you know, as far as practice. You don't start doing things crazy or anything like that. But offensively, They've got to establish the run game. And I, and, and I know I'm beating a dead horse when I say the run game. But you have to. Michigan knows exactly who they are. They know exactly who they are. That's why they're number three in the country or four in the country, whatever they are. They know exactly who they are. If Nebraska comes in and starts throwing it all over the place, it's going to be a quick and short game. I'm just going to say that right now. You've got to slow the game down. You've got to do that for the sake of your players, for the sake of your defense. I would put our defense Post-Oklahoma against anybody. I would. Now, I'm not saying they're going to stop them, but I'm simply saying they've improved dramatically since OU. Defense had big issues against Purdue. They did have big issues. 600-plus yards and 102 plays they allowed to Purdue. They did. But also, to your point, our offense didn't score enough in that game, obviously. Well, they had 37 we, points. That's why we lost. We couldn't stop Purdue yeah. in crucial moments. We just right. couldn't. That's you know, true. so I would say to your point, Jake, you're right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say just post Oklahoma. I would say Purdue. Obviously, we struggled against Since that, that game. game. Since that game, yeah. You know, um, but even Illinois. I mean, they did enough offensively. That has been the Achilles' heel, uh, and just some of the plays. I Man, you've got to run the ball. And you know, and think about this, you guys. Abraham, how much did he have in the first half rushing yards? Not many. I not forget many. The, I forget the yards. It was not much, though. So. It yeah. wasn't many. It was eight. 20 yards, 18 no, it yards. Like, it was like eight, I think. He, yeah, he was under 20 yards, like eight yards. Because as a team, they had negative two as a team. Yeah, because they had some sacks. In there. And what did yeah. they do the second half, though? Well, they gave him the ball. They gave him the ball. They still stuck with him because they know who they are. When you don't have an identity, you start doing all sorts of things. You become creative. You're just throwing things on a wall and hoping something sticks. you got to stick to something. And the thing about it, running the ball always helps out the pass, not vice versa. Well, Mickey Joseph wants to run, and Mark Whipple is not exactly someone that commits to the run game that often. You know what? We asked, are they on the same page? Oh, we have no idea if they're on the same page. It doesn't appear to be that way. 
with the way they're operating in the game. What bothers me, and, and i tell you what, Jake, you're exactly right, and what bothers me is some of the comments that, that Whip made yesterday. You know, just mentioning, just like, well, you know, well this, well that. No, run the ball. And I think two weeks ago he made a comment about, um, well, i never seen physicality on a scoreboard. Buddy, I'm going to tell you right oh now. Uh-oh. Oh, that ticked AD off. That ticked AD off. I can't off. stand statements like that. Whew. you got to be physical. Here we go. Even if you have the passing game, your you're, blocking better be physical. You know what I'm saying? Your receivers who are catching that ball is going to better be physical. Football is a physical sport. So I don't understand comments like that. I just don't get that. I don't get it. So something better get straightened up really fast as far as the run game. And there is physicality is football. So I don't understand there's physicality is not measured. I don't understand a statement like that whatsoever. Maybe it's just me being biased because I'm a Nebraska guy. But physicality, if you look at any of those teams that are in the top ten right now, they're all physical teams. Whether they pass the ball, whether they run the ball, they are physical. Whether it's pass blocking, they're physical. Whether it's run blocking, they're physical. You have to play physical football. And it's only 8.05 or 8.10. I'm already hyped up talking yeah. about physicality. Oh, boy. But and it's it's kind of weird that he would say that just for the fact that he brings up the Steelers a lot when he coached Ben Roethlisberger. Physical and, team. And hey, do you know that? Yeah, you're a Steelers fan. That's the blue he was, blood. Because he was a rookie that year, and they they leaned on their running game the entire this season most of the most of the season, and then they used Ben his rookie year. I mean, he wasn't an All Pro by no means. He was inconsistent, but they leaned on their running game, and he'd make a you know a big play here and there throughout the season. So it always it's kind of funny that he'd say that. Physicality is not. Well, Marv, I'm going to tell you right now on the chat line. He said, it bothers me listening to talking heads one day say fit the offense to the personnel, the next day say got to run the ball. Marv, I'm going to tell you right now, you've never heard me say fit the offense, fit the personnel. I've always said run the freaking ball. you got to be physical. (laughs) So, Marv, you may be listening to a different show, but I'll tell you on the one we talk about, I don't ever talk about personnel fitting the offense. you got to run the freaking ball. Bottom line, (laughs) run the football. That's how you play physical football. Bottom line. I don't know where else to go, Raph. You got to you got to establish an identity in running the ball. That's how you have to do it. Well, I even mentioned this: the fact that if you look, if you take a step back and you look at Nebraska, the decisions they made the last two hires at Nebraska. I mean, Bo Pelini was a Big Twelve football coach that had to go learn how to win in the Big Ten, and he won nine or ten games. So they got blown out in some games, sure. And they got the, they got abused in the run game sometimes, but Nebraska willingly chose to, to hire a coach in Mike Riley who did not have a physical program and Scott Frost who did not have an overly physical program at UCF. Like they, they have done this to themselves. The hires Yeah. I mean, they hired these guys yeah. that had that did not have physical approaches right. to football. Mike Riley's never been called a physical football no. coach. No. And Scott Frost <laughs> isn't either at UCF. No. There wasn't a physical program. No. It was, you know, uh next level. It was kind of a you know, a, a cutting edge offense and yep. cutting edge does not, you don't need that in the big 10. No. Well, that no. was, that was one of the things that I always I hate to go back to the frost train, but that always upset me about him when he came back to Nebraska, because he had, he made it sound like he was going to blend his offense into that power running game that we had, you know, back in the nineties and early two thousands. And it just never really was instituted. And I, that was upsetting about that. And then like now, like I always think my mind always thinks, you know, when I played, I'd love to throw the ball. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to be in the shotgun every every play. But then you realize to win the game, you've got you've got to have a running game because once you have the running game, it makes throwing game so much easier because you're pulling those safeties up. You have more 
Like, I trust me. I, I'm sure Trey Palmer is down there saying, throw me the ball every play. But yep. in his mind, he knows that if there's a successful running game going on, then those double teams start to drop off. He's not being bracketed because they've got to take more, you've got to take more attention to the running game. So yeah, it's run the you run the ball. I, I was upset last week too, just on that second possession because I felt like they went they went to the pass too quick. I know they completed a couple couple balls, but I was like, stick to that running game. I think if they would have stuck to it another possession or two, I think it would have been a whole different game on offense. You look at these top twenty five teams, the top ten. You got Georgia number one. They run the ball well. Oh, and physical. Two. And physical. All, always seen Georgia physical. Ohio State physical. Michigan, number three, physical. Number four, TCU Hornforks, physical. Tennessee, physical. Oregon, physical. LSU, physical. USC, UCLA. I can go on and on down this list that I'm looking at right now. All of these teams play physical football. That's why I don't understand uh, the comments that he made. It's like physicality is like, are you serious? There's so many things I don't even say on the air that piss me off. You know what I'm saying? It's just it just blows me away, man. You don't strike me as a guy with a temper. <laughs> I keep it I keep it well restrained at times. Put it that way. I keep it well restrained at times. Jake, thirty like you mentioned, because you you seen the spread continue to go up. Yes, because I think to start the week it was twenty. It was twenty eight and a half. Twenty eight and a half. Now it's thirty one. Thirty one. In your eyes, what does Nebraska have to do? Well, I mean, it, it, it's doing things they haven't done. I mean, the last, the first two drives against Minnesota, Nebraska ran the football. As you said, they ran the ball, and they bled some clock. They, it was a four-and-a-half-minute drive. It was a touchdown, and then the next drive of the field goal was about four minutes as well. And after that, it was just a bunch of one-minute drives, you know, 45 seconds, a minute 20, and, and three and outs. Three and out, three and out, three and out. You, Michigan is not going to allow you much in the run. No. If you can't run the ball, you got to find a way to hit short passes as, as an extension of the run game. Whether it's a screen pass, jailbreak screen, something like that, you have to find a way because right. I just refuse to believe that you can consistently get behind that defense with with deep balls to Trey Palmer. If it's not Casey Thompson, if it's if it's Chubber, if it's Logan Smothers, I mean those guys aren't as good of passers as Casey Thompson, who might not play in this game. So if you want to stay in the game, it's it's find a way to if you can't run it. What can we do as an extension of the run game in short, quick passes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can we can we get, get out there and block for the running back or the receiver? That's I mean, when you're when you're a big underdog, I don't know what more what more to tell yeah. you. You can't ex- rely on explosive plays to beat a team like Michigan. You just can't do it, and you yeah. won't do it. Yeah. What you're saying though, they're going to have to do things like that. I mean, and, and they're going to have to um, commit to something. And like you mentioned, it, it it has to be something to where you first of all you got to run the ball, short dinks and dunks. Uh, but anything far as you know, five step drops that ain't happening. Michigan no, is not no. giving you no time for five. Quick, you, quick you're throws. barely gonna have time for three steps. First of all, so you bet whatever you're gonna do, you got to get rid of the ball quickly and often. I would say you got to have receivers blocking in practice to help open up a screen game. Here. Mm-hmm. I know Nebraska fans have problems with the screen because it's been it was rough with Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost. It, it had a lot of bad plays, but. I mean, that's going to be your extension of the run game through the pass. But you know what, Jake, think, think about what you're saying. I, I want us to really think about this for a second. We are nine games in, okay? And we're still talking about blocking problems. Oh, this is this is not just not. This is years in. Years but, but, in. But that's my point. We're nine games in. Years in. We've never. Let me take this step. I'm not going to say never. That's extreme. During this past regime, okay? 
past regime, we've always struggled offensive line-wise. I mean, you got a few guys, you know, your Cam Jerkins, but that's, I'm talking about, that's one guy, name me another guy in the past four years. Name me another guy. I mean, and I, I usually stay away from that, but name me another guy that you trust offensive line-wise. Hymas was okay. It, it kind of stops there. Who would you say, Raph? Cam, Hymas, who else? Farniak was okay. Dave Remington? Okay, that's 83. <laughs> <laughs> Raph has lost track of time over there. That's years. my point! That's my point! So it shows you this whole experiment, if you would. Dude, there's so many missed ingredients we have. There's so many missed ingredients we, I'm sorry, we don't have. Yep. To where you think about what you just said, though, Jake. We're trying to, we're, 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 we're reaching deep to say, okay, what do we even run to where these guys can block for them? We have major issues down there. There's major offensive line issues. And you know what? I don't even blame the kids. It's a lack of development is what it is. And that's just put that and that's the truth. Folks, that is the exact truth. It's a lack of development. It's like John Squire, you text in here, and he goes, you guys tell me uh, to name one football team in college that has ever won a national championship throwing the ball. I'll wait for your answer until next year. This is John Squire. And he's exactly right. you got to run the ball. But you have to have linemen that can block for that, too. Now, I would say, it for to wrap this up and give people some hope, is that I was doing some research on, on TCU today. TCU was 5-7 and seven last year. They have a, Sonny, Sonny Dykes is his first year as head coach there. They're 9-0. and oh. I mean, they, they ran the ball well. They passed the ball well. Mm-hmm. They were 5-7 and seven last year. And they're right now, if the season ended, they're in the playoff. Right. Yep. So if you have the right coach who gets the right assistance, it, it can happen quickly. It doesn't have to be a five-year rebuild. Right. Illinois rebuilt quickly yep. from a mess. Yeah, you, heard, you heard it here first. Lance Jake Lance. says Nebraska will be in the playoff next year. <laughs> yes, that's what you want to hear. All right, <laughs> the drive with Raf and AD and Nick is next for Steve Simple. I'm Jake Sorensen. See you.